After an impressive victory over Tyron Woodley, fans can't wait to see what happens next for this next guest. One thing is for sure, he brings chaos everywhere he goes. It's a pleasure to welcome Colby Covington back to Submission Radio to give us an update on what's been going on. Colby, it's been too long, man. We're going to do this uh, weekly segment, and I feel like uh, it's about time to have you back on the program. I couldn't agree more, guys. You know, it's... It's great to be back on a real news network. You know, it's an honor. So thanks for having me, and I look forward to chatting today. Look at this shirt, man. Where did this shirt come from, Colby? Uh, this came from Politically Incorrect Merch on Instagram. These guys are making some great shirts. You know, fuck LeBron. We hate LeBron James because he's a communist scrub. He hates his country that he made all his millions in America, and he loves China. And, and um, you know, they just got a lot of good stuff on supporting Trump for the election and and all the great things that Trump is doing for America. Man, um, I think I think you're topping the shirts from last time. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned all the millions. I know that you and uh, mybookie.ag, I think you're making a pretty penny off that. We saw your prediction video ahead of UFC 254. You did predict the Habib win against Justin Gaethje, but did you expect the retirement afterwards? Curious to get your thoughts on that, Colby. Yeah, you know, as you can see with my ad from mybookie.ag that I do weekly now, you know, I called that fight to a T. I said exactly what was going to happen. You know, you had the fake news media building up Justin Gagey like he was this all-star wrestler and he had all the tools to beat Khabib. But what are they talking about? I saw that guy wrestle in college. You know, while I was banging all the prom queens in college and pinning guys' shoulders to the mat and winning national championships and becoming an All-American, I saw Justin Gagey wrestle. That guy sucked, man. He was a scrub. And just because you wrestle doesn't mean you're any good. So... I knew exactly how that was going to go. You know, I knew that Khabib, you know, any, of course Khabib should be able to beat him. He cuts all that weight. You know, he's beating up these little midgets. But come on, fight, your, fight a real weight class, you know. Speaking of that, there was a great American legend hero that said in college, you know, pussies cut weight. You know, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, Dan Gable, who I was around in college. The guy's a legend. I'm talking about yours truly. I'm saying... If you're, you have to cut weight, you're a pussy. Why are you looking for this big advantage to have a weight advantage over these little guys and beat midgets? Come fight at a real man's weight class. Uh, after the fight, Khabib spoke about, you know, being ranked in the pound-for-pound pound rankings. And I'm just curious, where do you sort of see his legacy compared to some of these other guys? A lot of people say John Jones. What does the Colby Covington pound-for-pound pound list look like? You know, it's funny you ask that because... You know, constantly in the media, I'm getting vilified for supporting the greatest president of all time, Donald J. Trump. But why is the media uh, glorifying Khabib when he supports a dictator that suppresses women's and homosexual rights? Safe to, safe to say that he's not really on the pound for pound list for you, Colby. I mean, it's safe to say that, you know, that there's a reason there's fake news media out there. I, get, I don't get a fair shake in the media. You know, people all point fingers. Oh, he's a bad person. He's a bad guy. He's racist because he supports Donald Tr Trump, who's the greatest uh, president in, in American history and who's making America great again. But then they want to glorify Khabib for supporting a dictator who suppresses women's rights and homosexual rights. It's just not fair, guys. And you know, I just don't want to talk about it. So let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the street Judas. Let's talk about LeBron hating on America and being a communist scrub. Let us, let's talk about this, Colby, because we know that GSP was supposed to fight Khabib. But now, you know, your goal is obviously to become the UFC champ, uh, fight Jorge Masvidal, fight Kamara Usman. But once you do become champion, do you think you could be the guy to get him out of retirement now that Khabib's officially retired? 
I think I'm the man, and I'm the reason that he doesn't come up to 170 in the first place. There's a reason Khabib cuts all that weight. He cuts tons of weight. Everybody knows he walks around at like 190. He's bigger than me, you know? But, you know, I'm a real man. I fight at my weight class. I'll fight a man any size. You know, Khabib's looking for a weight event. He wants to beat up little midgets. Okay, that's cool, Khabib. You beat up a bunch of little guys, a bunch of little midgets. But you're not going to fight in a real man's weight class like 170 or welterweight because you know I'm the man. You know who's here. You know you have no chance to keep that undefeated record. So, you know, there's a reason he, he's looking to cut a bunch of weight. And there's a reason I'll fight any man alive. You know, there's a reason LeBron James, who's, you know, six foot seven and 300 pounds is running from me. He's scared. These guys don't want to fight me. I fight in a real man's weight class. And it doesn't matter how big you are. If I put you on your back, which I'm going to, that's a guaranteed fact, you're going to be three feet tall, shorter than me then. So, you know, speaking of fighting a guy anyway, have you guys seen Street Judas Masvidal lately? Man, that belly he's got, man, he, whew, he's super round right now. I mean, he, he we talk about any weight. I mean, there's another guy who was a pussy and had to cut all that weight to lightweight because he was scared to fight real men. But, man, the belly on him lately, he's looking real round. We might have to do this at light heavyweight. What, what is the latest on you and Jorge Masvidal? It seemed like that fight might be targeted. Uh, what, what is the latest on that one? Man, it's it's... It never happens where you get a fight like me and Street Judas Masvidal where there's just this pre-built-in, you know, uh, just, just you know, pre-built-in promotion. You know, the, the animosity we had, the ex-friends angle. I mean, the angle of this fight in itself, you just, you've never had a fight that, that is really this, this personal, you know, from best friends to enemies who want to kill each other and take that top spot. You know, I know George has been talking all that talk, oh, I want a rematch, oh, I want the title, oh, blah, blah, blah. There's only one man that's number one in the world, number one in the world right now, and that's me. And if he wants to get back that title, he's got to go through me. So, you know, of course he's being quiet now because now he knows who's ahead of him. He knows he talked recklessly before the media. Oh, I'll beat Colby's ass. I'll do this. I'll come in the gym screaming when coaches are holding back, holding him back. Now he knows what's in front of him. Now he knows that if he signs that contract, I'm going to expose him in front of the whole world. His five seconds of fame are up. I'm, I'm a primetime player, man. I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm a franchise player. I've been here from the start, and I'll be here till the end. I'm number one. I'm the best in the world, and he knows that. So, of course, he, you know, he's looking for any way to get out of that fight, but there's no other fight for George Masvidal. The fight is me. That's the only fight he has on the table and that he's going to get. Eventually, Street Judas Masvidal is going to run back to the table in the UFC when he's got to pay those alimony payments, just like Woodley. Woodley was ducking me for so many years, but eventually he had to come back because he had to pay those alimony. So, you know, George, sooner or later, buddy, I'm going to see you, brother. Mm. I know you, uh, both of you guys have been going to quite a lot of the Donald Trump events leading into the election. I'm just wondering, um, have you guys run into each other at all? Or is there going to be a point where you guys will be at the same party or anything once the election goes down? Do you anticipate running into him during this period? You know, guys, I'm still leading by example. You know, there was a reason I was the team captain of my old gym that I was at, you know, and the gym that he still trains at, Jorge Masvidal, we're talking about, the street Judas. And, you know, it's just so great to lead by example still. This is a guy, George, who used to hate on me for wearing the MAGA hat, saying, oh, that stupid MAGA hat, blah, 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 talking shit about the MAGA movement. And now he knows how much winners they are, and this is the winner side. He wants to jump on. And, you know, what's great about it is that Joe Biden and Kamal Harris, they want felons to vote. They're looking to get illegal aliens, all the people to, to vote for them. So, you know, we need to even it out, too. That's why we got to get Jorge Masvidal to vote for us, because we need more felons to vote for Republicans, just like 50 Cent. 
50 cent um do you, so, sorry sorry to jump in Cass, but if you if you do run into him because i know you told me in Cass that if it doesn't happen in the octagon it's going to happen in the street so how hard will it be for you to sort of restrain yourself if you do run into him at some of these upcoming events do you think you guys will run run into each other will you be able to not sort of take it to the event and sort of keep things uh amicable because it's you know a donald trump event i suppose if you look at my track record, guys, you'll see that I'm the ultimate professional, the ultimate businessman. You know, I have the utmost respect for everybody, and I, I never cross any lines because, you know, I'm a blue-collar, hard-working American. I'm not going to break the law and do something that's illegal. You know, that's something that, that Street Judas Mosfidal would do. So, you know, you won't see me crossing lines like that, and I never have crossed a line like that before. Everybody knows when I show up at UFC events and everything, I'm on my best behavior. It doesn't matter if it's the, the, the worst person in the world that I want to kill, that I want dead, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I know how to keep my composure. I can't speak for him, but I can speak for him on the sense that he's not that stupid to try something with me because if I drop him on his head, then who's going to pay his hospital bills? No one. So at least come get paid a fat paycheck to come fight me and I'll drop you on your head and you can go to the hospital and the UFC can pay your bills. Because then, you know, you save probably fifty to $100,000 because you're leaving that octagon on a stretcher just like Woodley did. With with the UFC, have they approached you about this fight and um, looked at a, a target date? Yeah, the UFC has approached me with this fight, and uh, you know I'm on board. They're just trying to get him on board right now, and you know there'll be there'll be only re one reason if this fight doesn't ever happen. It'll be because he's a coward. You know that that BMF shit goes out the window. You're a broke, mediocre fighter. You know you know badass motherfucker because badass motherfuckers will fight anytime, anywhere, anyone. But you ain't one of those. That's who I am, and. And if it doesn't happen, it'll just be more excuses from his, his end. You know, he'll lose a ton of street cred. I know that. He won't be as hard as he thinks he is in the streets. He's nothing more than a pussy. He's nothing more than a bitch. And, you know, the UFC wants this fight for the first quarter of next year. We'll see what happens. If it doesn't happen, there's only one reason why. That's because the coward, Street Judas Mosfidal. Well, it is absolutely 100% the fight to make. Speaking of fights, it's time you stop fighting with your current beard trimmers every time you shave your balls and upgrade to Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0, 7,000 RPM, enough power to keep Melbourne running for the next 10 years, and it's now available in Australia, and you get free shipping. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, man. Use the code word SUBMISSION right now. Get your 20% off. Get your free shipping. And I think people misunderstand. Manscaped isn't just the impressive Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. You've got other products such as the anti-chafing moisturizer. It's called the Crop Preserver. The Crop Reviver, which is a toner with aloe vera infused cologne for below the belt and a bunch of other products as well. Jump on manscaped.com right now. Use that code word submission and be one of the first in Australia to use this revolutionary product. Keep your beanbag in shape and ready to go. Now, speaking of in shape and ready to go, Colby, if this Mazadel fight doesn't happen, we know Kamaru Usman isn't fighting in December any longer. Is there any chance you think you can take Gilbert Burns' spot and fight for the title? And has the UFC mentioned it at all to you when you've spoken to them? I think it's pretty clear that, you know, there's either two fights that I'm fighting. I'm either fighting this best friend angle, uh, best friend turned enemy fight with Jorge Masvidal, or I'm fighting for the title. Those are the only fights on the table for me. Those are the only fights that I would even think of taking. So I think that's a real possibility. I think that the UFC is probably sick of the, the games that, Either those guys are playing and, and they want to see a real guy who's going to step up and, and going to put on a show for the fans and entertain the fans. So, you know, maybe maybe one of the guys is going to retire. Maybe one of the guys lost his motivation. So 
I'm going to be here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm only getting better. You guys, my worst performance I've ever had, my worst night of my life, you guys talk about as one of the greatest fights in UFC history. And that was the worst fight and the worst night of my life. Just imagine what's going to happen next. Now I'm really hitting my prime. I'm getting better every single day. You haven't seen the best Colby Chaos Covington yet. And when I tell you that Colby Chaos Covington 2.0 is coming, you know, that, that, that's the truth. That's, that's not me lying. That's not me, you know, hyping myself up. That's, that's honest. You haven't seen the best me yet. I think this Masvidal fight definitely has to happen. It's, it is the fight that everybody wants to see. Mm -hmm. um, has the UFC told you what exactly is going on in terms of the holdup and what's going on as far as negotiations with Masvidal? What, what is the holdup? I had heard that they had told me that, you know, he's scared of the style matchup. The stylistic fight, he's, he wants another one. He's looking for something else. So, you know, they're, they're going to try and get him on board. They're going to offer him a lot of money, you know, because that's the only way he's showing up is if he gets a bunch of money to take this ass beating and this losing paycheck. So, you know, they just got to get him on board. They got to do some more convincing. I don't know, you know, what his pay, his contract is and how much he's going to make, but, you know, he's probably asking for more and that's the holdup. So we'll see when, you know, things come to fruition, you know, hopefully by the next month or two, we'll start the, you know, the, the wheels will start turning a little more. We'll get a little bit more clarification of when the fight's going to be, where the fight's going to be. You know, I propose to them, let's do it in American Airlines Arena. Let's do it in Miami, man. We, we both have big names in Miami. We're bi both big draws down here. There's only one king of Miami, though. That's me. So, you know, why not fight for that, that, uh, that undisputed crown, the king of Miami, the, you know, the, the, the MAGA train power, the red wave? You know, let's do it. So, but that, the only way we'd be able to fight Miami is if fans can come back and the UFC can sell out the venue because then they can make money off, you know, the gate and stuff. So, Hopefully restrictions lift and we can do it in Miami when they come when uh, the fans come back. Otherwise, you know, I guess we're going to go to Vegas and I'm going to beat his ass in the, uh, the apex. Mm, that would be a historic Miami sporting moment. If the fans could be there, if you guys could go up against each other, the great, you know, story going into it. It would be so great to see that happen. Man, I've got to also get your thoughts on this. Um, obviously, we know Conor McGregor has been talking about going back to uh, the UFC. And the interesting thing is. Um, initially, I don't know what's going to happen now that Khabib's retired, but initially he said he wanted to come back at 170. What, what do you make of, the, of him wanting to come back to your division? I don't know what to make of it. You know, he, he's just looking for these easy fights with little midgets, but then he wants to fight these little featherweights and fight them at 170. You know, it's, he doesn't want to fight the real men of the division. He doesn't want to fight yours truly, the number one welterweight in the world, Colby Chaos Covington. He's looking for easy fights with featherweights, with little midgets, you know, to fight in my weight class. So, you know, I, I don't see, I, I don't make anything of it. He's not here to fight for the belt. He's not going to be fighting for a belt anytime soon or ever again. You know, he's lost his motivation. He got all that money. You know, he, he's not the same fighter he was before. I mean, he can't even knock an old man off a stool, a bar stool. That's just embarrassing in itself. So, mm. you know, I don't see much from Conor McGregor offering in, in the welterweight division. Because, uh, I mean, how did if because his last fight was against Cowboy Cerrone, but realistically, because a lot of people have sort of been theorizing this, how do you think he would go against yourself or any of the top guys in the welterweight division? What would that fight look like? I mean, it, it would look like, you know, a big brother playing with his little brother who's like 15 years younger than him, you know, just completely getting bullied, held on the ground, getting nuggies, you know, getting spankings and and him not doing everybody, just hold his hands down and touch, touch his, uh, his temple and just mess with him. And he wouldn't be able to do anything. He'd be a defenseless little, little kitty. So, 
you know, I, I don't make much of it. You know, he, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's a little midget leprechaun, you know, he's got nothing to offer for welterweights. Mm. One more thing that we wanted to get your, your thoughts on Colby. Uh, last time we asked you about Hamza Shemaev, um, and you spoke about how, you know, he hasn't really faced anybody yet. Um, he's slated to fight Leon Edwards, who currently, I believe he was, he was ranked high. He, he was taken out of the division or the rankings. Now he's put back in the rankings. What are you expecting from this fight uh, against Leon Edwards now that he's going to be fighting a top guy? Did you say Leon Scott? <laughs> Leon versus uh, Hamzat Shemaev. Leon Scott, right? <laughs> that that is the name that you've given him. <laughs> that I've given him. That's that's the most the only person I know that's named Leon. Leon Scott. I mean, it's the most famous name out there. But guys, why are we talking about guys that aren't ranked? Let's talk about guys that are ranked. I'm the number one in the world. We're not talking about two scrub jabronis that aren't ranked or even in the rankings. Let's talk about, you know, a guy like Street Judas Masvidal. You know, he's in the rankings, you know, somehow. I don't know how, you know, he, he's a 50-50 journeyman fighter. He's been beat up by midgets. George Masvidal got beat up by Rafael Asuncao. That, guy, that guy's a bantamweight midget. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's hilarious. The guy's a complete scrub. He's a bum. All that talk that he talked in the media that he was going to beat my ass is everybody knows he's just fake news. And now he's just jumping on the Trump train because he knows it's, it's his last hope to be relevant in anything, you know, and it's good. He did, you know, I hope we get the Latino vote for Trump, you know, that'd be a great thing. And, and, you know, I, I'm all about the Trumps, you know, but, but, uh, it's just sad that, you know, he just, he's got to copy everything I do, you know, but it just shows, shows, you know, that, you know, how much of a leader I was at that old gym and I'm still leading by example. All right. Well, for now, we wait to see what happens next. Hopefully, man, this Mazadal fight comes together as we wrap up, just give us the ideal timeline. We know you want it in Miami for the King of Miami fight, but and with fans in the building. But ideally, what is the date that you that you hope that this fight goes down? You know, ideally, you know, I think sometime in January would be perfect. Uh, I, I seen the the governor of Florida. You know, he lifted all the the restrictions, so fans can start going back in arenas. You know, Hard Rock Stadium, they can have sixty five thousand people. American Airlines, they can do 25,000 people. So, you know, ideally January, the first part of the the new year. And and I think once the election ends on, which let me, it says on my shirt when the election is, November 3rd and still the greatest president of all time, Donald Trump. So I think that after the election ends, you know, all this COVID bullshit is, you know, this fake pandemic, scamdemic, you know, is going to go away. No one's going to talk about it anymore. And then people can go back to our normal lives. You know, we can put fans in stadiums and, and put on great entertainment from the UFC to the fans and the people of the world and America who have been hurting during this lame time. So, you know, ideally January, that would be the, the greatest time ever. But if fans can't come back till February, March, then, then let's just push it a little bit farther for them and come back with a banger because this is the biggest fight the UFC can make right now. There's not a bigger fight, you know, just the, the, the headlines, the, the angle and all the different storylines going into this fight are just astronomical and, you know, this fight is the only fight to make, and, you know, I'm excited. I'm training hard, and, and I'll be ready when that day comes. Well, we agree with you that this fight needs to be in front of fans, and what better place to do it in than Miami itself. Follow the man on Twitter and Instagram at Colby Cove MMA, and, of course, get yourself some sick Colby Covington shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Colby, we can chat to you for hours, man, but uh, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on. Always love chatting with you. Good times, guys. Have a great day, and uh, it's so awesome to make submission radio great again.